Welcome to episode 51 of Beyond NI with uh, myself, James Main, uh, my co-host and good friend, Matthew Spires. Happy to be here as always, James. There we go. Bringing the energy today. Every uh, time. Every time. So, uh, Matt, we're less than, what, 28 days to the election now. Oh my God. Um, you know, it's we're currently recording this on the 10th of April. Election's the 5th of May. Um, all candidates have been announced as of the 8th. Um, so we, we know who's running. Um, nothing nothing coming as a surprise, really. I don't care, because I got my Venezia, my Venezia kit. Yes. So that's all that matters to me now. Yes. <laughs> um, again, this podcast has the reputation of... I'm obscure, Italian. <laughs> ...of obscure football references, so Matt is wearing uh, arguably the greatest design kit of the last uh, decade, I would argue. It's, it's got like there. a funny... I didn't know you could have this material on a kit. It was like, it's got like a funny badge. Uh, okay. It's like plastic. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I feel it. Oh, that is weird. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? I've never felt that on a kid before. So, yeah, Matt's, uh, Matt's rocking um, some obscure football kit. Yeah. Uh, as I usually do. <laughs> as you usually do for these recordings. But yeah, so today's episode of Being So Close to the Election is we're going to be doing some predictions. Um, I don't think we're going to go into uh specifics for each constituency because we would be here all day um, but we can probably s- going to do an article on a post about our specific predictions later yeah um, um we're, go- we're going to be sharing those throughout the week and later on um if not if you're not following the instagram go follow it now matt has been doing up some excellent posts and write-ups for um the constituencies he's on all of belfast at the moment yeah. So north, east, south, and west. Uh, go give that out, and they have both our blessings because they're very good. Yeah, they do not contain like our actual predictions for what's going to happen. They're more like an overview of a setting up yeah. of the scene. They're like, this is like what is happening right now, and this is what parties would be worried about or what they're hoping for. It's not like a prediction as much as it is just like a setup. Um, and at some point we'll put down like our actual prediction, like number of prediction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you'll hopefully see that in the next week, week and a half, um, some cool stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that there. Um, this is going to be more of a, what we're doing right now is, it is predictions, but like... General feeling? Uh, it's, it's so, because we don't, I don't think like the best way of doing it is going through every constituency in one podcast, because that's 18 constituencies you got to go through in the space of an hour, which is... Would yeah. just be us like firing out numbers for <laughs> so instead what I think we said we're gonna do is we're gonna do a good day bad day for each party which is where we go through each party and say what we think they'll do on a good day and what we think they'll do on a bad day give a reasoning and maybe try and kind of give like the lay of the land for what we think the the feeling is gonna be for the parties I suppose yeah so let's start off with um the bookie's favorite. Um, Sinn Féin yep. um, every poll sort of predicting that they're going to be top first minister position is theirs um, going to be the biggest party in the north essentially is what uh, things are predicting so on a good slash expected day yeah. Sinn Féin are the biggest party um, I think we're talking what, what around what number do you think that would, would we're talking around what 24 25 seats 
um, is what we're 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 looking at there. Um, I think I got that. That's probably yeah. They obviously got twenty seven last election. Yeah. So you're saying even on their good day, you think they're gonna like lose one or two? I don't, no, actually, no. I'll take that back. Maybe I'll push that up to about by twenty six. Yeah, I think they they might lose one. A, yeah. I, yeah. Could I, could I tell you where that seat is going to be? No, I'm not confident enough to say. Yeah. Um, unless, unless you have a... a West Ham is going to be difficult. Well, no, I'll go with... Fermanagh uh, and South, Tyrone, potentially? Fermanagh and South is, yeah, probably due to the fact that they got in by the skin of their teeth twice, twice on the election count there. Yeah. They almost got kicked out by the SDLP. Um, on the second round. Okay. And they almost got kicked out by veteran MLA, uh, Morrow, who'd been an MLA since 1960... 1996. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Ooh, uh, didn't have 19, MLA. 19, uh, 1996, which is before I was born, before you were born. So oh, wow. He was an MLA for longer than we were around. Uh, obviously, he's not an MLA anymore. He, he lost his seat in 2017. But both the, both the SDLP and DUP on those were, I'd say, like around 200 votes out. Yeah, of beating Sinn Féin and that was Sinn Féin definitely on a good day 2017 was a good day for Sinn Féin yeah. it was ideal of ideals in terms of like mobilisation and turnout um, and I think that's like what will matter for a good day for them is not like beating out other candidates or how they attack other people it's going to be about how they mobilise their own base and how they they kind of get out and, and figure out how to get people in the same uh, mindset as they had in 2017 which was obviously was a crocodile or alligator uh alligator I believe alligator was, election yeah. effectively yeah like the the idea that um the dup did some of the shin for shin fans work for them and kind of mobilized their own base but then Fein also did. took advantage of that as well by just being the the sound kind of machine that they are in terms of like election yeah. uh campaigning yeah, no, they're they're very well run, and I yeah. I'd said multiple times in this podcast how how well I think they are um organized yeah across the island. So yeah, like Sinn Fein, good day or the good day for them is the uh, the predicted yeah. So um I don't think they're they're too worried coming up to this. But bad day. Um, it's hard to see Sinn Fein having a bad day at the polls. Um, I, I can see only one way. Um, uh, potentially losing a few seats. I, I think they could lose. I think there's a couple. I think. The bad day for them is looking at those like two, three, four seat places mm. and losing out on those. Maybe even one or maybe even like some of the two places where they kind of are, are on a slightly um, marginal basis, seeing them maybe lose. On well, you know, there, there's like a foil. Which there's yeah, enough time for them. Foil is a very big concern for them. You know. And that is actually, I think, does encapsulate what a bad day would look like for Sinn Fein is if they have if there's like enough disillusionment with what Sinn Féin's done over the past um, assembly term mm. and even in the past like year um, that maybe some people feel like that they haven't like ac- maybe always accurately reflected like the feeling of the, vo- the voter base that they've had mm. on various issues um, you know we, we all know what those issues <laughs> happening for Sinn Féin like yeah. Stuff like, I mean, you can go with the obvious, very controversial ones like, you know, adoption and all that, but then you can also go for ones like, you know, the, the kind of, I heard someone the other day talking about like them trying to call for an early election wasn't very like mm. well received by some people. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's also maybe what 
potentially is a bad day for Sinn Féin. It's not them necessarily losing seats because no. they, they're so strong in most areas where they are running. But um, seeing a growth in opposition parties like the likes exactly. of that too. Yeah. You know, more of that protest vote growing. So I think... Um, or that the SDLP just actually show up. And, or, yeah, the SDLP actually nicking back a few seats. Yeah. But um, I think the other worry is um, Antu's vote growing in the north. I can see. Because um, that would almost be the the TV of, of the... <laughs> of nationalism. Of nationalism, yeah. So I think for them it's... Um, trying to halt the growth of their opponents yeah. which um, yeah that'll be a bad day for now because realistically Antu's not going to pick up anywhere no but like, what they could do is they get enough votes that makes them feel like it gives them a a platform to speak as a rising party yeah and, get, and, get, and giving them hope um, for the council elections next year yeah, uh, and getting exactly. more food soldiers uh, into local government across yeah. the province so yeah that, that's what a bad day would look like for Sinn Féin personally don't think it's going to happen I think no. they're I think it'll be in somewhere in between, probably. Yeah. So look, thirty-five, twenty-four. We'll say. Yeah. Um. Moving on from um, Sinn Fein, we'll go to their um executive colleagues uh with the DUP. Yes. Um. Look, I think a good day for the DUP is twenty-four seats. I am at twenty-five for good day, but yeah, I can see twenty-four as well. Twenty-four, twenty-five. That yeah, region, and I don't think it's unrealistic. No. I think we've talked about, I was talking about literally a second before, um, the amount that people have made a lot about how f- they're running fewer candidates than they did last So election. they ran 38 in 2017 and they're only running 30 now. Yeah, the thing about that is all the people who are not running now are people who weren't elected last time, but it got a significant share of first preference votes. Yeah. So that means in all those areas where they're running less, they are so much more likely to get as many people back in as they got elected mm-hmm. so losses are just so unlikely in those areas really yeah um what they would worry about is seeing like a significant decrease and move out or a, spl- a significant splintering of the unionist vote um between like the tv up and dup yeah I, I, which would move away from the, a possible feeling that the dup had like a slight monopoly on that vote yeah um i think i think the the real danger for the dup is the growth of the TUV? I don't. I don't. I don't think there's any problem with the DUP and the EUP or the EUP's growth for the DUP. Why? Because I, I, I think the more they differentiate, the more um, the more they offer to unionism being so directly different with the DUP being similar and just being slightly more angrier and a bit more hard line. I think that's where the real threat for them actually is trying to win back those votes. I don't know. I so you think that they'd be happy with someone else coming into town and. Setting up I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying somebody else coming into town, but I think is unionism so diverse. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to see two distinctive camps. Right, but the D, the DUP doesn't think there is. No, they don't think it is. But I think the problem for them more so would be the, the TUV forcing them more to the right. It's almost like a conservative and the UKIP situation. I think. Yeah, I understand that, but the conservatives never had to worry about a moderate right wing party in the UK. Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but uh, well, you could argue Labour is in some ways. Not to go, uh, well, not the time yeah. of Corbyn. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> yeah, go back to your storm rating ways. Uh, but yeah, look, no, I, I think for them, a real threat is the TV. Because, well, you, you, I, those, those are just going to transfer right back to them. I know they are going to transfer, but I think it sets more of a precedent. Because right, yeah. for unionism, like yeah. you have to remember unionism what split post Good Friday, really. And you have the DUP, which took unionism to a more extreme level. And now yeah. you have the TEV, 
being the real centre of these rallies. Because let's remember, it was the TV and the likes of I, yeah. Bryson's colleagues and Kate Hoey, which have now brought the DUP into them and bringing them further right and changing their image. I, 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 I think that's that's a bad day for the DUP, is seeing unionism, you know, vote more for the TUV. No, I think it's just the diversification of the unionist vote, which is a worry for the DUP. The DUP okay. In general. I'll, I'll agree to disagree. Because I think with... their monopoly was more important to them than the idea of a, a hardening of... Because I think they already thought that they were the hardest unionists around, or the the, the most committed unionists around. Most staunch ones. Yeah. Um, and I can see why, for face value, they don't like the idea of the TV, but I don't think that means that they would be at all happy with the EUP gaining anything. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, you know, they don't... I don't know, yeah. Agree to disagree. Well, there. Agree to disagree. Um, yeah, which is the first time we've done that in a while on this podcast. Because <laughs> we're so, we think the same. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're saying, what was the number you were saying for good day? Yeah, 20, 24, 24, 25. 25, yeah. Bad yeah. day then. Under 20. I think under 20 would be the horrendous result for you. I don't see it happening, DP. personally. No, it's hard to see how they would, you would lose that many. Yeah. Even with the the kind of polls, because especially we need to remember that the, the Lucid Talk polls have them on an uptrend from being as low as like 13 to being now at 19. You'd assume that means that if that uptrend continued in the next month, that would put them up to like 20, 21, 22% yeah. of the vote, which just means like 19 is like really low to yeah. be saying. Um, but at the same time, And, I mean, let's let's say everything goes wrong for them, and the TUV really does have like a big. If if the polls are right about the TUV's position, even though the TUV are on a downward trend in the polls, yeah. which you would assume would continue as we get closer to the election. Um, that you know, if they they really do see like, let's say they get a couple in Antrim. Uh, the DUP mean that means the DUP probably lose a couple in Antrim. Let's say yeah. they lose a couple out to like. The EUP, one or two places, let's say they... Narayan or Mop. Let's say Alliance really do have that, like, amazing surge that's been talked about so much. Um, Then, yeah, the DUP probably could end up with, like, a low 20s, if not just 20 itself, (laughs) like, a number which would be horrendous. I don't know what that means for the the DUP after that, where they kind of, like, find themselves um, following, you know, that kind of loss because um, yeah. at least last election they were able to say we're still the biggest party mm. now it's you know does, does that really you know remain after <laughs> after after like that kind of because I mean if they're one or two behind Sinn Féin I feel like they can almost feel oh we're alright we're you know we'll come back next election maybe and you know figure out ourselves and you know within the next five years hopefully see, see ourselves or well I mean Assuming that the executive was formed after that, which mm. it might not be if they get let that few, you know, I think that would be the kind of I think in in the general sense even I think that few would make me worry about whether the executive comes back at that stage. Yeah, I think I think um, a good day for the or for the DUP is if uh, or a good day for any politics is if Stormont comes back. Yeah, you know it's it's the DUP um, holding the ransom card in a lot of ways. Because um, I think if they have a really bad election, they might just walk away. Yeah. Because if, if they can't be in control, what's the point of them? You know, which actually 
maybe I agree more of your argument about them having the monopoly. So actually, yeah, I'll, I'll retake, I'll uh, retract my point to some extent because I actually agree with you now on that. I don't know. I, I just played it out of my mind again and it made sense this time. So I mean, that's good because at least that's good. We're, no, I mean, in a sense that like we're two people who are fine just admitting we're wrong sometimes. <laughs> I, I can't stand just, people uh, who are so like adamant that they're right all the time. Do you like, want to talk about this thing? Because I said whatever I said before. I, I think we even said in the podcast, was there like all these predictions are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then I try to do predictions and I'm there like this is very difficult and I don't think mine are right no I, I don't like my prediction I don't, I don't like my predictions at all either um, I'm just not confident in any of them no, really every, uh, well well some I mean see, last Belfast is easy um, yeah it's the fourth and fifth seats right I, I honestly am just seats, I'm edu- just educated guesses the fifth seats That's are just guesses are. man in most places some, um, some of them are educated others are like I, I just don't know I know especially <laughs> if we get the stuff like north down with like Easton and all you're just there like I don't know. It's it's just a complete unknown at that stage. I um, I thought North Belfast was really difficult as well. North Belfast was difficult. Um, I found Lagan Valley difficult. Yeah, like at the um, at the end ones, I'm just like yeah, my hands in the air. Fo- you know? uh, foil East <sighs> London Derry were difficult. Look, and most of the map at this stage because just how up and down the past you know yeah. years worth of polls have been have been. Uh, yeah, and you, and you and you could theorize all day every day. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, like. I could theorize that, like you know, Sinn Fein's uh, vote share in Floyd is going to decrease due to constantly changing MLAs, and the electorate don't know who their MLA is. Co-opting here and there, yeah. You know, but then again, on the ground, do people really care? And they just see the party, and they're like, or do, by Sinn Fein, yeah, or or do they care? It's you know, it's hard to it's it's especially whenever you have eighteen constituencies where there's a different story with each one. You're you're, yeah. you're really at a stage. I don't know how people in England do where they get like two hundred constituencies and then you're just there like do you just know about every constituency and how every constituency yeah is and yeah see, locally and and then when they're going on about like oh yeah it's so important that we win this like Boxer East <laughs> by election yeah. and you're like right, uh, right okay okay yeah. that's the one <laughs> that's like that that will decide if Labour gets it <laughs> gets a majority and I'm like. Oh man, I, I'm just so beyond that. I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah. There. Um, um, so should we should we go for alliance uh, next? Because I feel like that's almost a very obvious. Um, yeah. Good I, day, bad day. Um, so we start off a good day then. Uh, a good day is difficult to predict for alliance at this point in terms of their. I I'm search. gonna I'm gonna overshoot my last estimate that I've said to you privately. Right. I'm gonna say thirteen. That's actually that's actually exactly what I had yeah. as, as a good day for them. I would say. On a push for on a big push fourteen. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like on the best, the best of days. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I'm talking about maybe. Scarlett Johansson walking off the main being like, "You're well. You're looking well, son." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, on a bad day for alliance. Yeah. On a okay. bad day for alliance. Um. Staying the same. Stay. I think that's literally the bad day for them is just staying the same. Ten, I think, is a bad ten, day for yeah, them. Maybe, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't personally see it happening, but... Uh, um, yeah, ten is... would be the only one by two, uh, which just feels... Like a like if they did do that, that would be such a loss of momentum for them. I, I think the hardest thing for them... We'll stay a good day, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just for a good day. I even still think there could be a bad element within it. Because I think we're being quite conservative with our numbers. Yeah. But... Um, like why? Well, if you're trying to per se there's a lion surge, yeah, can you really have a surge if you only have thirteen MLAs? Yeah, 
And it's because we only have ninety. Yeah, and it, is ninety it, seats. So yeah. yes, that is a surge. But what I'm trying to say does that show to the public um, that this is a significant number? You know, when you hear thirteen, you're like, when you hear like Sinn Féin of the high twenties or DUP and low twenties, does it really show that? I'm I'm not saying that the surge isn't yeah real or happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that this like let's say eight to thirteen. That's a surge, definitely. Yeah. But when you're trying to show yourself as this big party, can you be a big party with thirteen seats? That's what I'm really trying to. On say. the on the upper trend, yeah. On the upper trend, maybe, but I think they'll be slightly disappointed a wee bit if it's uh, only thirteen. I don't think so. No, do you not, do you think they'll be dead happy with thirteen? I think they'll be dead happy with thirteen. Yeah. Okay. I I think, especially whenever you talk about Sinn Fein with twenty. Well, I mean, because then you can just as easily say, well, Sinn Fein were so happy whenever they just went from like. The amount they had, you know, before twenty seventeen to the yeah. twenty to the twenty seventeen result, and like yeah, it looked marginal, but at the end of the day, they were one behind the DUP. So yeah. I think it's about the symbolism of it and what it what it represents. Yeah, but I agree. But it, can you symbolize a surge of thirteen? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand that too. No, I, I'm not. I'm not putting my point across. So I, what I'm, I'm trying to say is. Uh, Oh, it doesn't matter, right? Okay. Lions <laughs> is having a surge. What would they do? Well, no. In a good day, they have a surge. Yeah. But I think also what what would represent a good day for the for the alliance is seeing a notable amount of preferences come over from the SDLP and even possibly Sinn Féin. Go on. Because I think that means they've truly like encapsulated what they wanted their message to be, which is that we are like the party... Of everybody, of, that, of yeah, everybody, okay. of the other, you know, okay. yeah, part that designation, and that if they get that, that proper like, which what what protections are saying even on the the lucid talk polls with like, how preferences were were talked about in lucid talk poll, you can see that they're like SDLP does actually look like they're going to be given like a fair number of preferences over to alliance. Yeah, and that would be mean I think a lot for them. Uh. Just in terms of what they feel like the party, is, where the party's moving and where the party is is symbolically going from that point, is that that means that almost Alliance's growth, potential growth on from that point is a lot higher than it would have been if they're still only seeing preference votes only come from like the UP and DUP. And mm, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so a good point for them is seeing... Um, more transfers across the political across divide. Across the board. Even from Sinn Féin, okay. I think, as well. Okay, they, that, that's, that's they really would, interesting. They would love that, I think. Uh, if it happens, we'll find out. But. Yeah. Okay, you have no good, good analysis there. That's something I hadn't uh, considered. Um, up next... Um, bad we'll day. Bad day, we said 11. Last, no, yeah. 10. 10. I think 10 would be a disaster. I don't see, see a bad day for Alliance, really. But in the theoretical moment of their bad day of being 10, does that... <sighs> just cut the momentum of the party in half <laughs> like does that I don't know if it will cut it because also that means they're I mean right now they're still they're pretty even in the good day they're still like relatively Belfast centric mm. but on that bad day they are still extremely Belfast centric to a kind of ridiculous degree I would say yeah yeah <sighs> a bad day for them is not growing west of the band Okay, so you think it's possible for them to go west of the band on a good day? No, let me repeat that. I think oh, and vote share, you mean? Yeah, and yeah I, I yeah, think yeah. I think okay. a bad yeah. imagery for Alliance is becoming that Eastern sort of centric uh, Belfast type. Oh yeah, you know, which I think 
maybe this is for the next next election is for them to try and uh, rework that image of it yes um, i can see that yeah yeah no so uh, if they're seeing no bad day for them to see no rise yeah but that's what i'm trying to say Thank Christ. not expanding yes. they're kind of not expanding the vote share yeah, not uh, the type of people who vote for them yeah. not expanding the the potential for the party really yeah with that with the next elect with the next uh result of the election yeah because yeah. like uh, this is a lazy stereotype please don't think i genuinely believe this <laughs> but you know if, if alliance keep the image of um you know middle class um latte. belfast latte drinking yeah. um tight crowd which nothing wrong with that by nothing the way wrong with it. i'm well in that crowd now <laughs> but uh, you, yeah um, sure Were you we, going to say something there? No, no. I, I, uh, so do you want to go Shen or SDLP or UUP first? Uh, let's do the SDLP, um, even though I think it's going to be a slightly more trickier one to talk about. In terms of good day, bad day, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, good day for them is a growth by two or three seats. Yeah. Let's two say 14. Seats. No, I'm going to say 13. Oh, okay, 13. All right, okay. Well, that's one one growth. In okay, well, yeah, okay. 13, 14. 14 on a really good day. Uh, on a really good day. 13 on a good day. Uh, So are we saying that would probably be foil growth? Yeah. Um, Potentially, yeah. Potentially. So, that will be a third candidate in foil, which would be... They're, they're strong up in that part of the world. Strong. Wait, no, would that be, would that be three? Yeah, yeah it would be three. three. Yeah, um, that would be, uh, let's say, where else? Let's say they get Strangford uh, for that, the first that, time. That would be a great image for them. That they've been, be they've been very close in the past few elections, so if they could cement yeah. that, up, be really happy there. Fermanagh and South Tyrone, get on Fermanagh and South Tyrone uh, yeah. got their, getting there by, like, you know, skin of their teeth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um Beating out Sinn Féin for that third seat. Um, um, keeping path in Lagan Valley? Maybe breaking the, the four of West Belfast, which just isn't going to happen. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but if we're talking really good days, uh, you know, that, that I'm sure they would want to see that. Um, maybe getting... I mean, they're, they're probably... Like, even on a bad day, they're probably going to get O'Toole back into to Stormont. Yeah. Uh, they're probably not going to get... Even on a good day, I don't know if they're going to get two and fucking... In, in South Belfast um, no I don't say it personally but then well, I, I suppose what that would then feel like for the SDLP is even though everyone's written us off whereas we've actually we're still growing being progressive we've we, we've built on 20, some parts of the 2017 we've retained what we wanted to retain and now we just need to like actually figure out how to you know work our way into some other places some other boats mm-hmm. see if we can stop this kind of like shift to alliance <laughs> yeah. know, some people are, are, are seeing uh, in the SDLP voter base um, but then beyond that I think even then even if they get like that number it's not like the, the greatest ever thing for the SDLP um, even though they'll be very happy with it I'm sure yeah uh, it would it, it would kind of feel like you've grown but you, you know you're not you know the old that has to be has yeah. to be of old, but I mean that's unrealistic to to, to assume at this stage. Um, yeah. On a bad day. <laughs> losing a couple, so let's say that you're like a like. Nine. Nine. Yeah. I I think anything below double digits that's, is a, is a bad yeah. Day. And if they drop below double digits, that would feel horrible for them. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a few where they could. Uh, there's a chance to exactly like. 
Lagan Valley with Pat. They could um, lose out there very easily. You know, and uh, potentially, you know, not not growing in Frankfurt, you know, and uh, potentially potentially losing the, um, the likes of, you know, if you don't grow in foil. Who's in Belfast? Malin. If they, I've heard Malin's had a wee bit of a touchy time up, up in North Belfast. Mm. She she's not getting some constituencies. I think some constituents aren't too happy with her. Uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna disagree. I think she's right. she's a fantastic department uh, yeah. head. She's a fantastic minister, but I think some people have felt that she's been too ministerial and not enough of a local representative. Oh, that's such a hard act to balance. Um, no, I, I feel like I'm confident enough in Mullen to stay. Okay. Um, what just... was her bit last time? Uh, in Belfast, no. I couldn't. couldn't uh, she got five thousand four hundred thirty-one first preferences. Um, okay, maybe I can see where you're calling from. At her height, she was at at her height of her highest voting tally. She was at six thousand eight hundred. Okay, so which puts her second lowest of people who got elected. Um, Carol Nicolni. Carol Nicolni. Nicolni, sorry, yeah. Uh, at her height, she got six thousand one hundred sixty-four votes. At her first preferences were five hundred ninety two, five hundred five hundred five thousand nine hundred twenty nine. <laughs> so let's round it up to like six thousand. Uh, so yeah. uh, on first preferences, she's behind uh Sinn Fein, even on their second candidate. But on preferences, she's obviously grown uh significantly there. Yeah. Okay. So. We're, we'll say under double digits and for the SDLP, a couple of challenging constituencies. Yeah. And even if they keep roughly the same, I think what will be a bad day for them is not growing yes. at all. Yes. Doesn't yeah. matter about the number of MLAs, it's just not growing the vote share. Pretty much. I think it's very fair. Okay. Uh, Should we go over to their um, unionist uh, counterparts? <laughs> uh, the, yeah. The smaller block. Um, the, the UUP. The Ulster Unionist Party. Do you want to take a good day for them? Good day. <laughs> I would have said a couple of months or a year ago a good day for the UP was keeping everybody. And now, what about six months ago? Six months ago, I would have said plus three. No. Plus two. It's a good day. It's a good day. Plus two. I think. What are you well, thinking about that? Fingering or ma, there's a chance for them fair, there. Fair. Fair. If you look at uh, how transfers potentially work, again, this is a guess. I think transfers are gases. There is a chance. There. If we're talking about transfers, just to say we're gassing at that stage. Yeah. Um. I, I I've heard a few within the party that I know say you know two in Stranford. Personally, don't see it. Yeah. Um. But it, let's take it a good day. They get that. There's plus two. Um. Julianne Core Johnson, North Belfast. Sneaks in. I'm gonna say right plus three then. Good day for them. Okay. Thirteen. Right. We're talking here. Because we're not gonna get south. You know. Let's. Um, they're probably yeah. gonna stay one on east with Alan. Yeah, let's let's take Lagan Valley. Um, let's say Pat stays. You only get one alliance. Yeah. You get a, oh or no, let's say, let me reword that. Pat, Pat goes and you only get one alliance. Maybe you see Laura Turner coming as a second candidate there. Yeah. Very unionist heavy constituency, and Judy being so heavy in its unionism, you can be more comfortable and lax. And dare I say a bit more Lundy in your unionism. Um, so would you get more of that less staunch vote, potentially? But again, this is on a very good day now. Is, okay, we're talking about we're, the best. We're, we're pushing the limits uh, <laughs> in some ways. You're, you're definitely losing one in East Antrim, I think, regardless. This is a this is an ice cube level of a good day. So is... I'm going to say a very good day is 13-14. Okay. 
13 to 12 is the much more realistic oh yeah side of a good day a bad day that would put or, them in that would that would put them in like a significant place in the assembly as well yeah it was for probably two two ministerial roles at that stage what are you saying good day for UP yeah yeah I just agree I, well yeah no no 13 12 yeah yeah at best, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into fourteen. No, <laughs> fourteen's me really pushing yeah. the boat out there. Okay, uh, uh, bad day for them. Below ten, yeah, I'd say if they had nine, eight, they would be very disappointed. Yeah, anything below double digits is a disaster for. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't write off BD ships, BD's leadership, if they get below ten because he's only been in the role for a year and he's changing the view of that party by quite a bit. It's um, a lot that, a lot. But it's 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 if the memberships wanted to keep him on after symbolically going below ten feels difficult. Yeah, I I don't know what that will say about unionism. Yeah, uh, uh, for them, you know, I I think they're they're definitely losing one in East Antrim, um, and if they get one in Urian Armagh and keep everybody else like Urian Armagh, yeah, yeah that, that that that's a good that I think that's a good standard, you know, average day for them. A bad day is. You, you don't get near Norma. Who are they running in Stratford? Nesbitt? Uh, no. Yeah, Nesbitt and uh, Philip. Yeah. I think. So Ian, I mean, Nas, is Nesbitt relatively safe? No. So not, Nesbitt's not even safe? Okay, that's yeah. not, that, yeah, that would be a bad day for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's Nesbitt. And um, uh, let, let's pick disaster, doomsday scenario, BD doesn't get elected. BD doesn't get elected, that'll be. And, but, and Barr does. Or even worse, none of them get elected. I don't even know if that's ever happened before where a leader gets not elected. I, elected. Has that ever happened in in Northern Ireland or GB or Ireland? I, 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 don't, I can't think of any. Surely it can't have. Because like, it's, it's just such... Where it, you would only run your leader in a place where you know they're going to get elected. Yeah. They, they must be running him like an I mean, 80-20 split or like something. You know? Cameron obviously changed places. And, yeah. You know, there, there are people who change places just specifically to be... There are leaders who change places just speci- specifically being a stronghold. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard of someone being a leader not get elected. Yeah, maybe that has happened, but I don't know. Yeah, we should we should look that up after this. But yeah, yeah. disastrous days. Maybe doesn't get elected, but I assuming they're probably running a, an eighty twenty split. Yeah, for him just to really pump those numbers up. And that would really that that would be for the UP. That would surely feel like you're in a constant state of decline. Last day, yeah, that'll be the feeling. And for a party that's arguably had its its best PR year and God knows yeah, how long, actually being talked about for once, and you know being at the forefront of the conversation in a yeah. lot of ways, and um, getting enough news headlines, yeah, for pos- better and worse, po- yeah, for better and worse. Being but that's fine because in terms of like it's it's that idea of like you know as long as you're in front of the TV cameras, people are seeing you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do do we now move on to TV? Good day is two, plus. Yeah, anything above one. I feel like anything above, yeah, anything one plus. Like, <laughs> one plus. Let's say East Antrim. East if they get Antrim, that, the East Antrim is the obvious. Like Antrim in general, yeah, is their target area. It has and, to be. And if they just get growth around the constitu- like if they just grow, yeah. And yeah. I I made a snarky tweet six months ago right. saying they're not going to run a candidate in every constituency. And now they are. And now they are. Yeah. And they've. I have been proven wrong. I'll put my hands up there. They I think they've uh. Isn't even they've got one in West as well, but West Belfast. Have they? I, or maybe the Islands. Um, I think they might. I think they might. Be. But I I I doubted that they would have the party infrastructure to really pull off a good election. 
and I, I, I'm going to have to eat my own words here. I think that I think they, everywhere you go, I'm seeing TV signs and they more do. of them. They do have one in every single one. They've got two in North Antrim. So it's yeah, yeah, I, I, it's a party that's um, I make my own words on, and I think a good day for them is two plus. I don't yeah. think they'll be as high. As, I don't think they'll get over. Okay. I think I think if they get over free, it's uh, that that's everything in the world is lined up right for them. But they're I doubt that. <laughs> they're, you know, there's no there's no chance. I I'd stake my my claim. There's no they're not gonna get four. Yeah. They're probably not gonna get three. They might get two. And that's that's why it's a good day for them. On two, three I mean, is three is a great day. I'm gonna argue. That the TUV can't have a bad day. What about they only get one back? Still a good day. Jim keeps his seat. But that's not... A, but no, no, no. Listen to me. The TUV is Jim. Jim is the TUV. Right. As long as he gets back in, he's happy enough. But surely they've had to spend money on this. They've had to, like... Oh, yeah. They've put so much time on every single area. Yeah. For them not to see any... Even if they do see growth in areas, which I'm sure they would be happy with to a degree, to not see that actually represented in the assembly... Yeah. would be I imagine for some people a wee bit soul crushing in terms of like what they think yeah. okay I'm, I'm being slightly facetious no yeah yeah I, get, I do get yeah that you're that in general even if Jim gets back in it's business as usual for Jim yeah but I mean the there has to be like we said one thing which we often said was they didn't have the infrastructure for it they, <laughs> they've built an infrastructure for it pretty quickly but the thing is if they only get one back in like what was the point of building all that infrastructure um, if you're not then actually able to get the funding to like and keep that infrastructure there. Yeah, for, for me, um, the most interesting thing with the TV is there. Jim Osher's almost cosplaying um, an eighties Ian Paisley, you know, sort of that. Yeah, well, yeah. That Anglo-Irish agreement sort of rage and whipping up the strange yeah. intellectual kind of like. Uh, well, yeah. no, I don't know about Ian Paisley and intellectual, intellectual, but like a I suppose brilliant kind of speaker. Yeah, um, it it doesn't matter if you disagree with him till the cows come home. Yeah, Ian Paisley went from a radical extreme preacher into the leader of the biggest unionist party in the assembly. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I don't like not to be rude to Jim. I don't know if he'll achieve that within his lifetime. No, but I mean, all this stage, he's he's building something here. So actually, I'll take it back. I think a bad day for them is not getting somebody else elected. Yeah, and not significantly growing the the vote share yeah. across the province. So yeah, there's there's the TV done and dusted. Um, should we qu- quickly go over the independents? Um, and by independents, I think the two that we think are most likely to get elected. Yeah. Uh, Claire Sugden in East London Derry. She's already in, like. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think she knows what she's at. People yeah. like her. Um, she provides an alternative voice. She gets a lot of preferences. Um, she's a she's a good constituency MLA. She gets a lot of first preferences, though. To be fair to her as well, she's a she's strong both first preference and she's also a strong transfer. So yeah. it just feels like I don't know how you how you lose that seat for for her. Yeah. So very comfortable. Very comfortable. Uh, don't good good day money for her. I think if she gets yeah. back in, that's all she needs to worry about. Alex Easton. That is that is the question. That's, that's a more interesting one to talk about. Um, Indeed. Alex, very recently it was a DUP. MLA. Yep. Um, uh, think a good day for him is getting elected. Yeah. I think that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. one good day. Just simple. <laughs> the bad day is not getting elected. Yeah. The bad uh, day. The, the, no, I think the bad day for him would be you know if he doesn't get elected but he just misses it. 
Right. Yeah, I can. Yeah. You know, I think for him that will really show like that would hurt. people cared about me as an individual, as a politician. Yeah, but I didn't. Not the party background. Yeah. You know, and I think that that will be the bad day for him. Yeah. You um, know. But I mean, from what we've been hearing, it's he's his. He he is absolutely making waves in terms of like that area. Um, you you just told me that he was knocking on a thousand doors a day. It's something like that. Something yeah. crazy. Something crazy, like a crazy number of doors he's knocking a day. And he's he's got a good team behind him. He's got a, he's clearly got like a substantial team of people who are really going to bat for him here. Um, and I, I think even like two weeks ago, I would have said like I don't know how he's going to get back in. That's surely they're just surely he only just got in because he was a DUP candidate. Yeah. But I think now it's looking more and more like he is the kind of constituency man, goes about the place doing stuff for people. That's what he's been doing for the past five years, and that now he's trying to like get that goodwill and bring yeah. it back into like an assembly election and see if he can do it by himself. Um, which is looking likely. I actually think yeah. I, I don't think it's unrealistic for him to get back in at this stage. Yeah. Uh, and Alex, <coughs> um, I think we'll. Finish it where oh no not finish it we have two more of the smaller parties um, yeah. Green Party Good day is keeping what they have yes and I think Dave Claire Bailey has admitted that herself a good day is good days too keeping two I think a bad day is Claire actually losing her seat Claire in a very competitive South Belfast uh, constituency it's incredibly competitive I think it's the most competitive seat in the north to be honest yeah uh, South Belfast is just a scrap because. It could go so many different ways. Yeah, that that, that, uh, that that last seat I can't even begin to... I mean, there's only two people running for re-election in that. Yeah. And that's it. Everyone else is a new face. Some of them are co-opted. Some of them are <laughs> Belfast Mayor. <laughs> you know? mm. There's just like... Na- there's also substantial names. Yeah. you got Poots there and now. You've you've got like a UP candidate who's trying to like... Break that mould. Break um, some mould. With the DP on the dying. Is there yeah. a chance? You know? And for a more liberally area, you yeah. know, it's... Uh, so the greens need to be careful. Yeah. In that area, I've I've seen your mouth. Is uh, I, uh, I live in South Belfast, and posters are everywhere. I think they're yeah. they're really, they're taking this very seriously, yeah. very very seriously. Because I think there is a risk. Shout um, out to the boy uh, who wrote for us, Bobby. Who's, yes. <laughs> who's running in? A, <laughs> yes, mate. If you're listening, all the best. Is he um, running in East Der- East Londonderry, or is he running in Foil? I, uh, I can't remember. But let me look it up here. Yeah, best uh, of luck to you, mate. He's, he's running in Foil. Oh yeah, right. Um, Bobby for Foil. There you <laughs> Bobby go. Bobby for Foil. Let's <laughs> go. You're gonna Narvo, son. Even though we don't live there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no fair play, to him. Um, young fella too. So yeah, he's very young. Uh, more power. And then PVP. Uh, <sighs> Jerry's getting back in. Uh, Jerry Cowell is going to get back in on Belfast West. He's running on by himself. Last actually, he ran with, he ran with two people. Mm-hmm. Top the pole. Top the pole. Great transfer. Uh, now he's going to have both, you know, all that power to yeah. like get the first references and then probably get some transfers on. Well, not. I mean, if he gets that, then he goes, he's probably just going to, his stuff is probably going to get transferred because mm. he's probably going to be one of the first candidates to get voted in. If he if he keeps that, you know, level of support. Um, yeah, I. The good I, day would be foil as well. If they can get one foil. Yeah, um, I think also a good day for them is just seeing um vote share um where they are running candidates. Increasing, but yeah. Um, bad day is uh. <sighs> they don't I, get foil. And they, their vote share just doesn't grow anymore. Their vote share is just yeah stagnant. Yeah. Um. Because I've, I've heard the argument that if PVP can't increase their vote in uh, 
not austerity driven, but in a cost of living crisis yeah. era, where else can they really grow? Exactly. Or when else yeah, can they is, grow? Should I say? This is the time where people are reading their communist manifesto and thinking this yeah. is pretty good. Um, yeah. So this would be their this would be their kind of election to like actually see a wee bit of a growth in certain areas, uh, especially in some like parts of Belfast. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're not running in every constituency. No, think. they're not. They're not that type of party to run everywhere. Oh, they've got they've got very targeted constituencies um, around. I think uh, they're being quite sensible of their finances. They they've got seven. Uh, they're running in. Yeah, so I, uh, and can you read out some of the areas they are running? Yeah, uh, they're running in all of Belfast. So that's four. Yep. Uh, they're running in. Uh, that would be is that East East London Dairy, okay. Oil, uh, West Tyrone. Okay, so yeah, all sort of areas where you would sort of expect them to... Yeah, also... Yeah. More urban areas, you know. He's on all the urban areas. Green's got part one in every single constituency, obviously. Yeah. 18 candidates. I think a good day for them is just increasing the vote share. Yeah. Being real. And who's got 12 as well. Um, we, haven't, we haven't spoke about Anthony. We haven't spoke about Anthony yet. Um, I... Well, we, we briefly mentioned them during the Sinn Féin thing. We did. But I think a good day for Anthony is... Just increasing the vote share. Increasing the vote share. They're not going to get an MLA. No, I don't see it anywhere. But they could view this as like, as a lot of parties are going to be viewing this uh, with certain members. I think the EUP is, in some areas where they're running two, they're viewing it as a, a run-up to the council election. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, Antu is definitely probably going to do that. They're probably going to try and use this as a basis to view how they're going to do in the council elections in some areas. Yeah, because this is, this is their... First assembly election, yes, I believe. They, I don't believe they participated in any other assembly election. Yeah, yeah so. so this is their first one, especially, and they've, uh, and their first one they've run twelve, and they've run it in those constituencies. The only ones they're involved in is Belfast East, East Antrim. Is that Lion Valley? Yeah, that's yeah. Lion Valley. Uh, North, uh, North Antrim, North Down, and then also Strangford. Not so, to be stereotypical, but the more but, unionist, yeah, all the, areas, yeah, yeah, all the strong unionist areas. Um, so, I mean, they, yeah, bad day for them would be just not getting any kind of response. Zero growth. Because yeah. I feel like this is, for a lot of people, this is the first time they're being introduced to onto. Probably. This, you is, know? this is a, this is a interesting introduction. I mean, I've seen it, I was, I was down at Oma and saw a fair few pics of the Antu candidate. I think I saw some pics of the Fermanagh and South Throne uh, posters for Antu as well. So yeah. they've got like posters about the place. They're, they're putting their name out. Yeah. Um, whether it's successful, we'll find out, I suppose. Okay. Well, I think that ends our predictions, but we're not going to end the podcast right there because I'm going to spring a, a surprise topic for you, Matt. Oh dear. Um, it's just a fun, <laughs> yeah, one. a fun, <laughs> fun one, as fun as politics can a be. Fun surprise question. Election oh, yeah. election posters. Do you like them? Do you think they serve a purpose? And <laughs> if it was your choice, would you get rid of them? I suppose they do kind of serve a purpose, and the. I think it's now hard to not know that there's an election coming up. Mm. I think that every election poster should probably have the date on it, to be honest. Oh, interesting. Why? Because then people are going to like see them and be like, all right, it's 5th of May. I'm surprised the Electoral Commission hasn't actually made that Yeah, standard that's thing. just my opinion. I think that like, everyone's, everyone's got them up, like, but then none of them have the date on it. And then they're like, surely you want people to know when they need to vote. Yeah. Because you get that every time you go indoors, people are like, oh, what's the date? Oh, okay. And you're there like, well, it's fifth of May. And then they're like, well, we, you know, if they're on the posters, people would need to ask. Because they'd be, pla- anytime you walk out the door, you would see like the date. 
If yeah. you were just there, like, I wonder what it is, you just look out your window and be like, all right. <laughs> do you like them, though? Do you think... Do, um, do you like seeing them? Do you think they clutter the environment or clutter the scenery or are you okay with them? Because they're mostly in urban areas, let's uh, be real. No, they're very urban, yeah, obviously. Uh, I don't mind them too much. I think I've just grown... We've all grown up with them to a stage, so now it's just normal. I'm normalised to it. Mm. I don't mind it too much. I, I think that... I would like for it to be done, I guess, in an environmentally friendly way. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I see some people reusing them, that's fine. Uh, you know, reusing ones from like previous elections. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few of them. Do. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. Um, it doesn't like bother me too much. Uh, in terms of the vandalism of them, I think that they're. I mean, it's childish, like, but then I'm also not surprised that it happens because it's just like you know, it, you've you've put something political in the, in the public and yeah. you put something political into a public place and you know not that it's right that people do it but more so that like I, I you know it's not surprising that it happens that whenever they get vandalized they get vandalized and kind of there like it's whenever you put like something like that in Northern Ireland it's kind of going to happen yeah um, even though I don't think it should happen it still does no no definitely not it is what it is um, why do you have an opinion on them I quite like them. You like them? I'm a bit of an anorak, so that's why I like. Did you see Emma de Souza's ones? Oh, Emma de Souza's one. Yeah. Is, is it Souza or Souza? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think they're woeful. I don't like them. But I think that's why they're the. the someone pointed out to me. They thought that was why they were. That why that the woefulness of it, is why they were done. Because now everyone talks about it, it's like, do you see how the Souza's ones? Yeah, no, it's 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 quite smart in a way. Yeah. But like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, and then we were, um, running for a CVBC presenter. Didn't know you got your kid to do it. Again, it's very effective. We're talking about we're talking it. About Saturday it. night. We've we've specifically mentioned it now. Yeah. Do you want to do? I I was gonna say one more thing. We could do a prediction on. Yeah, go for it. Good day, bad day for the assembly. If it comes back. Uh. If that's what you would see as a good or a bad day for them. Uh, good day, it comes back by September. Bad day after Christmas. Uh, do you think there's anything deeper in there in terms of what you would see, what to see in the next five years for good day, bad day for the assembly? For the mandate as a whole? Yeah. A good mandate to me is it stays up for the whole five years. You don't have any like ideas of like policy stuff you no. don't want to see? It's just uh, staying it's, up? It's, it's just for... It's as simple as... To me, a good, a good mandate is it just preserving. Okay. That's my opinion. I think, I think... For me at this stage, not just for, I think I, I want to see, it doesn't even need to be, Paul. I would prefer if it was legislation that I agree with, <laughs> but like at this stage, I don't even care if it's legislation I agree with, I just want to see an effective legislature that actually puts through, I don't need it to be like hundreds of pieces of policy, but like a substantial enough piece, but so that we actually start seeing like a development of that culture of us mm. like actually improving stuff here, I suppose. Yeah, like well, I think when the assembly is up, I think it, I actually quite enjoy it and quite like it. What no, I can it's do. Good, it's good crack. I think, for, I think <laughs> the last two years have shown what I like, really can do. The last um, couple of weeks. Oh um, yeah, I've shown that you know whenever we need to get through stuff, we can get through stuff and do it. And we can. That's possible. Yeah, and uh, you know you're always going to have your dramas and all, but that's that's politics that's everywhere. Just politics. Yeah. So yeah, but to me, a good day is it stays up for five years. I, I, I that, that's me being brutally honest. I would agree, even though I would probably add on the thing, like, also I want to see some policy, like, actually. Yeah, no, it, it, you could argue, like, that's so sad and, like, hypothetical that for you a good government is one that just stays together, but... I always say that, but then there, there are areas, like, whenever you look at the areas just like Northern Ireland, uh, I mean, Bosnia's had a horrendous time recently. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you think here, Spa Bosnia runs free. Uh, you know how we have, uh, you know, a mandate where you have to have two communities yeah. together. They have to do that with free. But did you see what happened with the Serbian one? Aren't they like they're trying to do succession calls yeah. and everything? Yeah, and they're that, actively trying to like, and there's like worry of violence again. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy um, there. Whether actually. that's like the same worry of violence that we have here, whenever the English like say like all oh, the <laughs> the Northern Irish are gonna start fighting again. Yeah, <laughs> I don't right, know. Right. Um, but then also like even Hungary also has a default system in there. Oh, do they? Yeah, I don't know that. I read right. recently. I think they have the default system. For minister positions or I, th- I I I can't remember. Don't quote me on this. I looked at it on like Saturday. I was just there like I was on the Wikipedia page. I was there, like, all right, they've got the default system. Interesting. Uh, you look at like Cyprus. They are having like issues as well recently. They've they're not doing fantastically. Uh, yeah, I and think they've got a massive partition, obviously. And, you know, for I've, I've said it before, but for a post conflict society, we're, we're doing pretty all right. Yeah, we're not we're not the worst in a bunch. We're actually sometimes ahead of the curve <laughs> like yeah. in terms of like post-conflict post or deeply divided society kind of stuff yeah. we're not and the fact that we aren't brutally murdering each other every week is uh, always a plus in terms of yeah I mean we're, we're obviously helped by the fact that we get like more investment in most of those other areas and we also get we're also like in a nice part of the world so yeah so. Or, or you know you're part of a, a G7 was it a G7? Yeah, G- G8? Uh, yeah, G- G- G7, I think. G7, Russia, Russia is kicked out. Yeah. So you're, you're in a quite a wealthy part of the... You're in a wealthy part. Where wealthy like, state at the You've got like two stable countries beside you. Yeah, yeah. both feeding into you and all one yeah, that's both, both want, well, at this stage, both want to see like it work out yeah. in general. Yeah, so we're lucky. We're, we're pretty lucky. We're all right. I know, I know some people will scoff and laugh, but... <laughs> Look, thank Why you all. We're just killing each other. <laughs> thank you all for listening this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed our predictions and our thought process for what constitutes a good or bad day for the parties. Yep. Um, me and Matt are gonna do some extended write-up posts for the website. Uh, Matt, I will write those up by the way. Okay, it's all right. No, I will. Um, um, we're so gonna be doing them. We're gonna the also for the next eighteen day. Well, not eighteen days now. However many days are left, each day we're gonna be doing a constituency on the Instagram. And on Facebook, so you can look at that and see like what the kind of setup for most of these constituencies are. We're possibly going to be putting out a uh, interesting way for you for like if you're interested in doing like predictions, we're going to like make a spreadsheet. Yeah. For like you to like have like all the information out in front of you. Also, it's going to like be very automated, mm-hmm. so you'll be able to input into it and it'll come up with like your predictions, uh, just by like putting in like some some small pieces of data yourself and it'll be very easy hopefully um and, and share it between your friends and all and uh, all your yeah. fellow political anoraks to see yeah. where you think gains are going to happen and we will also probably be doing a couple other things might do another article before the end of it we're hopefully going to be doing maybe something we'll see about close like a lot closer to the time you know the week before we'll see what we're doing uh, it's not all completely decided but we'll find out yeah we're, we're we've got our own independent things yeah. The politics, which is uh, taking a lot of our time, and uh, just personally as well, we're both um, flat out. But this is what we're in here for, James. It's it's it politics. It's an election. I know. You have to be excited. You know, I actually hate this. Like, do I, you really hate? Do you hate it now? Do you hate, yeah, like, I do hate it now because I'm emotionally. Um, just wrecked. Yeah. No, it's 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 the emotional part for me. I'm wrecked uh, since I know people who oh. are involved in it, like very personally. Yeah. Um, it's not my work. So when I consumes my working life, so 
I kind of don't want to think about it after work. Yeah, fair. But I'm also I need to because that's when all the analysis people come on. So it takes up a lot of my life right now. So I just want it over with. I'm just a sociopath. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, like other elections, like uh, the American one, I'll stay up for that and I'll be. I, I like it as a, a viewing thing, a, right. enjoyment. This is it's too real for me. I don't. I don't want. Oh, it's got like too close. Yeah, it's, to, it's to too, home. Yeah, so that's why I. I yeah. um, like. The last one where I wasn't my work, I was still in uni. Loved it, great. Right. This one, I'm uh, it's my whole life right now. I don't like it. I did realize the other day, twenty seventeen was a long time ago. Yeah, still in uni, dude. <laughs> Five years ago, I was. It wasn't even just like still in uni. It was like twenty seventeen would have been like second year for me. Like yeah, second year. So yeah, not uh, not enjoying it, but sure, uh, cracking on. Look, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll uh, catch you next week.